and welcome to Thrive Life Radio. We are happy to be with you this Friday before Christmas. If you are getting on the road today, safe travels to you, as this is apparently the busiest day of the year to be traveling. And I actually saw in the news yesterday that if you're traveling between the hours of three and five, according to Waze, the little navigation app, three and five is the worst time to be traveling today. So if you're getting on the road, please stay safe and pack some patience. If you're going to the airport, also pack some patience and a few extra hours before you get there so that you can enjoy the process and not end up being really upset and moving into your Christmas week and not having a great time. So joining me this morning is Erica Jensen of Respire Wealth and we are sporting our ugly Christmas sweaters this morning, which two weeks ago when it was snowing, we thought was a fantastic idea. And then today it's 80 degrees. So yeah, we're a little sweltering in here this morning, but it's still kind of a fun idea. So good morning, Erica. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of yeah, course. so the day that I was on, what was the eighth? The yeah, first two day, weeks ago. Yeah, I had stayed up a lot the night before to watch the snow. <laughs> and after the show that day, I was like, Amy, let's do ugly Christmas sweaters. I know, and it sounded really fun. We're like, oh yeah, let's do ugly Christmas sweater. That'll be so great. I even have like lights on this morning, my little, my big bulbs, uh-huh. which are awesome. And Bertrand um, played me a song literally called Big Bulbs and about them flashing in the window. So that was really <laughs> a great way to start my morning off. It was very hilarious. So. Now, your sweater, I am told, has a story. So it's very cute, very festive. So please tell me your story. So I was going to wear this other sweater that I already had that has a gnome on it, and it says, Take Me Gnome Tonight. (laughs) You're welcome, everyone. That song is now (laughs) stuck in your heads. Oh, my gosh, for the rest of the day. Um, Yeah, for the rest of the day. (laughs) Um, And then this morning, I had to go to the grocery store to grab something for my kid for school. And when I was at HEB... There, the clerk that was checking me out was wearing this sweater. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love your sweater. And then he showed me what it did. And then I, um, after I checked out, I went to the front, got one, and then checked out again. <laughs> and I got home and I walked in with it, you know, on the hanger. And my husband is like, that's hideous. <laughs> And I was like, wait till you see what it does. And as I was showing him what it does, he's, he, you know, getting ready to, he's like, you mean it sucks even more? <laughs> and so it, uh, oh my gosh, it lights up. It's it so twinkles. <laughs> so we both have bulbs. Mine are just smaller than yours. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yep. <laughs> very twinkly. I don't know if y'all can, on Facebook can see this. It's very, very tiny little twinkle lights, but it's hilarious. Now mine, the the big bulbs, they actually do blink, but it's so obnoxious. It's like either cha- the little chaser that's like running around the necklace or it's it's flickering so rapidly it looks like you're being pulled over by the cops. The police so, are coming. The police are coming. So I decided against the flickering bulbs because I thought that would be way too obnoxious and distracting, you especially gotta, for you, like mesmerized by the flickering lights and yeah. you know putting you into some kind of hypnosis. So I didn't think that was real appropriate for you know people trying to listen to us out there for you to be able to respond. <laughs> How often do you get pulled over? Is that like a common occurrence? No, I have Okay, knock on wood, I have never been pulled over. Really? Never once. I am 40 years old. I have never been pulled never been pulled over. That's great. I know. I know. I was going to tell you you should stop riding dirty, but I don't <laughs> I don't have to. You don't have to cuz I'm totally golden at least right now. And now I say that and I'm on the radar. So thank you. My uh, my car gets profiled. So 
Um, Why does your car get profiled? Because it's a large forerunner with, you know, rims and nice tires and dark tent and so so you get pulled over a lot yeah or like the cops will will drive closely behind me and like run my tags mm-hmm. a lot that happens a lot yeah and so i don't speed actually i drive like a grandma because <laughs> i just you know i never know what's what what's gonna happen so you need to trade in for like a an incognito car like mine that's just like a boring looking suv that j- it just, you know, falls in with everybody else's search, so it does not stand out at all. Yeah. So I can speed all the time. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a crazy speeder. I'm at like ninety miles an hour on the freeway or anything, but I at least like to you know, seventy, seventy five in that range and yeah. yeah. My so. max is five miles over. That's not bad. But there was one time I got pulled over in LaGrange and um I was on my way back to college, so this was like, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. like fifteen years ago. We're so and old. I was rocking out <laughs> to A C D C and singing along and I totally was not paying attention to how fast I was going and I got pulled over for going eighty six and a seventy five. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. But it's still not that bad. I mean it's still it wasn't like you were going a hundred. Right. Well yeah. yeah, and the you know, the cool thing is that like in Texas you can do your defensive driving and yeah. then you can send that into your insurance and they're like, Oh they're like, Okay, you're good now. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing thanks for t- thanks for playing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't they have like the comedy ones, the, the comedy defensive driving you know, ones? Back in college I, I didn't do that. I just did the online mm-hmm. thing, you know, and um, sat there in my apartment, in my little computer cubby and with a six pack. Like, that was I don't drink anymore. You don't drink and but, drive, but you yeah. drink and do dr- my defensive, defensive driving. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like getting a full picture of this in your cubby. Defensive driving with a six pack. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it worked. So speaking of getting on the road, you are about to get on the road. So I'm talking about this awful travel today and the worst day of the year to be traveling. Christmas Day, by the way, according to Waze, when they did their little analytics, Christmas Day is the best day to be traveling a long ways. Not that most people want to be driving on Christmas, but it is Mm -hmm. the best day. So you're about to get on the road for a fairly lengthy drive. Yes. So the uh, downside is I was hoping to leave by 1230, but we have not adequately packed yet. And I meant to bring my husband's car so that he could pack mine while I was gone. And I got all the way here and I was like, oh, crap, I have my car. <laughs> so my car won't be packed when I get home. Um, and then and we can't take his Mini Cooper. Like, oh, wall, yeah, that wouldn't, that's that not wouldn't work. work. Are you taking the dogs or are you boarding the dogs? or We someone? have a friend who's going to house set for us. Like, yes. well, she'll be in and out, you know, taking care of the dogs and stuff. So um, I, but I have work to do today. Like I'm, I'm on the clock, you know, since oh, I'm you're a working. business owner. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can't just take off. So I I have the wonderful excuse <laughs> of having to work, you know, while I'm sitting in the passenger so that- seat. <laughs> so my husband gets to take the first part of the drive. We've got a thousand miles. We're gonna do as much of it as we can today and then finish it up tomorrow. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. And that was very well played, by the way, of Thanks. having some work to do so that you do mm-hmm. not have to be the driver. Thank you. Are you good at drive do you prefer to drive or do you prefer to ride? Do you get car sick? Um I don't get car sick. No. I don't I well um, I mean, I ha- have in the past, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like a, I don't get a lot of motion sickness yeah. now. So um, the, and plus if I have my work to focus on, then I'm less likely to be a passenger seat driver. Oh, so, so your, your husband probably appreciates mm-hmm. that you're distracted yeah. and not telling him what to do next. Yeah. <laughs> don't exit there. Yeah, no, he, he'll be fine. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
So speaking of being a business owner, why don't you tell us again a little bit about Respire Wealth and what is it that you do before we dive into our awesome topic of human behavior and finance, which is going to be really cool. So if you're listening out there on Facebook today, please pop on and ask us questions as we go along. And we would love um, to try to answer those as best we can as we go through. We have some really good things to talk about, but we love to hear from you. So, you know, throw out some questions as we go, but tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, definitely give us the questions and we'll, we'll periodically look over at the We've got Facebook Live up, and we can see you guys commenting. Hi, everybody. Oh, we have people in other states. Thanks, thanks, Debbie. Debbie likes our sweaters. Deb! <laughs> She's the one who gave me the bulbs to wear today, oh, so thank you, Debbie, for she made making it to Nashville fast. She made it to Nashville really fast. She flew in last night. So Cool. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, yeah, so so first, let me give a legal disclosure Absolutely. before we get started. Yes. Since I work in finance, I'm not without those. Um I'm going to talk about financial concepts and the things that I talk about may not apply to everyone. So it's really important if you don't know your situation, you know, find an advisor, whether it's your, your advisor or call me, whatever you want to do, make, you know, find out if that situation does apply to you specifically. If I mention companies or investments in passing, I'm just talking about them generally. I'm not making any recommendations to anybody today at all. Um, you should definitely consult with your advisor or give me a call if you have questions. And then um, the other thing that I would say is we're going to talk about human behavior. We're going to talk about the brain. I am not a neuroscientist. <laughs> I am not a neurosurgeon. Um, me and <laughs> I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So the things that I'm going to be talking about are purely going to be from the the um, you know things that I've read, the things that I've studied that guide our behaviors when it comes to finances, personal finances. And then I think we're going to touch on investments just briefly, but really save that kind of loaded discussion for another episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to get into that. So if um, she talks about Bitcoin today, she's not telling you to (laughs) run out and jump on the bandwagon and invest in it. Although I did see that it was quite a bit down this morning from the first of the week. Getting pummeled. Yeah. (laughs) It's getting pummeled right now. So whatever she says, don't just run out and make some investments. You know, it's always important when we're talking about things um, that um, something that could be going on in your personal life that you really do reach out and get some professional help with it just because it's going to just make the path a little smoother for you Mm -hmm. so yes yeah definitely (laughs) yeah 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 so tell me tell us a little bit about your business respire wealth because that you started that earlier this year you're an entrepreneur now starting your own business so tell us a little bit about what you do and then we'll lead into um, this kind of you know the season especially the spending you know saving Mm -hmm. things like that and human behavior around okay yeah so i worked for a large firm um for about seven years and then quit just like a week short of my seven-year anniversary and i had been doing research in February about going off on my own. And then when May rolled around, my registrations were gonna intersect between my new company and and Merrill Lynch where I'd been. And so I had to tell them I was leaving. And um, I started out and my, my goal really is to uh, to provide you know quality investments to my clients to have a lot of transparency around the investment selection, what it means for the client, why they're in that particular investment model, and then the way that they're charged their fees. And then I have, so that's a a fee-based asset under management model, but then I also have an hourly fee structure for people that just want financial planning. And so the way that my fee structure works gives people a lot of flexibility in how they engage the advisor, how they work with the advisor, if they just want investments versus whether they want investments and personal finance, 
or maybe if they're not ready for investments yet, then they could just come in to get help with their personal finances. Yeah, I love that you have a structured like that because people are in such different places and one size, you know, in my business as well, being a nutritionist, one size just does not fit all. And so mm-hmm. having that range of things that people, services that people can choose from, I think is so great because then it's not as scary. Right. You know, they can kind of, you know, dip their toe in and start understanding and you provide them a lot of really great education, which I think is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank I think the education side is really important because the more people understand just, you know, about their finances, just as with, you know, health and nutrition, the better off they are in the future because then they can make much better decisions about what they're doing. And, you know, I think that's a great place for us to kind of segue into the human behavior side is, you know, how you're making decisions based off of emotion. I think that was a big one, you know, when, we were, when you were talking about in the post that you wrote, she wrote a really great post out there, by the way, um, talking about human behavior and animal brain versus human brain and decision making and using that prefrontal frontal cortex and making rational decisions about things. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you speak into that a little bit and what you see, you know, in your business? Yeah, so, so the way that I like to break it down for people is that when we're talking about two different parts of the brain, if we're talking about, let's say, the, you know, the, the limbic system, which really is referred to sometimes like the reptilian brain or the animal brain and then that prefrontal part which is the part that you might regard as like your conscience or the thing that makes you reason and makes you more rational like a human there's a divide between those two and sometimes we let the animal brain get out of hand it goes unchecked and sometimes we're not aware of what it's doing and how it's affecting us and so it can have a lot of impact on the way that we see finances so an example of that would be the fight or flight Mm -hmm. response Mm -hmm. right and so um or if we think about a, a caveman for example one of the drivers for that caveman would be the anticipation of the hunt Mm -hmm. And so that would be a survival instinct built into the animal brain that would encourage that that caveman to, you know, go out and, and, and hunt for food and bring it back to the family. And so they would have a survival instinct, something that drives that, something that makes them desire. And that's built into our brain's reward system. Right. Well, now we're not having to go out and hunt. We can drive to the grocery store, which is not <laughs> that no exciting. There's no there. That's not very yeah. exciting. <laughs> not very exciting. Well, there might be threat. We live in Houston, try, you know, yeah. we drive in Houston. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, yes. And um, But, you know, my grocery store is like a mile and a half from yeah. my house. And yeah. so it's like, okay, so I drive there and the worst thing I have to deal with is people pushing their carts in front of me. <laughs> you know? um, or if you have, um, we're, we're not avoiding large predators, so I'm not going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger right. when I leave here. And um, so I don't have to worry about my fight or flight response. So in today's, in today's environment, we substitute other things for those. And so our brain's reward system sometimes latches on to addictions, right? It's the same thing that fuels addiction. So maybe it fuels an addiction to a substance. Maybe it fuels an addiction to um, a, to shopping. Maybe mm-hmm. it fuels an addiction to gambling. Yeah. But the brain's reward system is the same thing. And so with all of these different um, with with all these different ways to spend money, credit cards, debit cards, uh, you can um, you know, finance your car, you can finance your house, lots of different things that we could get. And we can. it's so easy for us to spend more money yep. than we intend to. And not only that, but the marketing that's coming at us always. And so if you think about when you were a kid, you know, um, one that I always think about is like the Hot Wheels commercials, mm-hmm. 
where the Hot Wheels are zooming around in the ramp, and then you could see the speed and how fast it is. But then when you get a Hot Wheels car, it doesn't go that fast. You just kind of have to roll it, (laughs) right? It's not the same. But when you're a kid seeing that on TV, that's triggering that that response, that this is exciting response, and then it makes you want it. And we have that every day in everything that we see. And so all of those things impact how we see personal finances. So that's kind of the big over overarching view of the idea of behavioral finance when it comes to personal finances. Yeah, it's so interesting because we are in this world of instant gratification and getting that dopamine hit as much as possible, you know, like with um, Facebook and all of social media now too. I mean, every time you get a like, it sets off that dopamine response and you're like, oh, this feels really good. So yeah. I want to do it again and I want to do it again. And so the same thing happens in your finances when you're when you're ruled by that and all of these things together, all the marketing and, and the social media, it's all kind of combining to really fire our animal brain up so much more. So we are going to dig into this when we come back because this is an awesome topic. So we'll be back in a few. Throw your questions out. See you in a bit. Are you looking for a high-level business networking opportunity? Then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl LP soundtrack. And remember, it's Vinyl Draft. Wear something nice. Hi, this is Bertrand McHenry, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. What do you get? When you get associated. They're super convenient and super friendly. I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. This is the Laurie Kopic with Prime Lending, and you're listening to VinylDraftRadio.com. You can't stop time, but you can reverse the aging process. Get ready for one of Houston's most innovative in cutting-edge medical spas that everyone's talking about. Kay McCunis' Beautiful Anti-Aging Skincare Studio is your one-stop for everything you need to look great now. Botox, fillers, hydrofacials, and weight loss. Looking younger was never so easy. Call Kay now for your personal consultation, 713-269-5372. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Oh, for God's sake. This is the Laurie Kopic with Prime Lending, and you're listening to VinylDraftRadio.com. There may not be such a thing as a time machine, but at iCryo, their machines can help you feel better, look better, and may even help you feel younger. See what everyone is raving about and how cryotherapy may be right for you. Five locations to serve you. Call Kyle today at 832-474-3653 and find out what iCryo can do for you. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori. Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori. Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori. 
copy. Oh, for God's sake. Good morning. Welcome back to Thrive Life Radio. I am here this morning with Erica Jensen of Respire Wealth, and we are discussing human behavior and finances. And you just made this really good statement while we were on break about us being victims of our own brains. Yeah. And I think that is such a great way to put it because we kind of our our brain doesn't really want to change it can it's very fluid and very plastic like we were just saying you can build those new pathways but it does take someone to kind of point out what's going on so i would love for you to talk a little bit about you know the behavior patterns and things you see especially around mm-hmm. spending and saving yeah 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 absolutely so so we are wired for the sake of survival we have this very strong reward system and so our brain's reward system really is there like i said to to fuel the hunt to fuel people to go out and forage or like seek food which would then enable them to survive animals have the same thing so like in the piece that i wrote that you read i talk about a study that was done on rats Mm -hmm. and they the rats were in a confined area and they this is a i'm sorry if you're an animal welfare person this is a horrible story okay and this was conducted a long time ago and i don't advocate for this but they had these rats okay and the rats were um the the rats are in this confined space and they have a sensor they can push and they learn to push it because there is a little probe that's in their body that triggers the brain's reward system. And so it makes them feel really good. They feel that dopamine response, Mm -hmm. that really awesome response every time they push this button. And because they don't have the human rationale, the human reasoning, they don't care to correct their behavior. And what they found is that these rats would actually go and they would just push this probe over and over and over again until they would just die from starvation. They wouldn't do anything else in the confined space. They would just want to feel that response from pushing the button that activated the probe that gave them this good feeling in their brains. Right. Humans have that desire to do that same thing, but we um, have the ability to overcome it. And that is in our conscience, the part that makes us human, but we have to recognize those behaviors. And mm-hmm. we do, like we were talking about on the break, create kind of new pathways. So our neurons are able to make new connections and to develop new behaviors, but we have to make a conscientious decision to give up those habits, to give up those behaviors in order to make that work. So when people, for example, um, are addicted to overspending, they get this feeling, this anticipation that they're going to have something great. And then they, so they go shopping, right? And they've got this, this desire to go shopping and then they get the thing and the, there is science that proves that actually having the thing does not provide them with as much pleasure that they wanted. It was the Mm. anticipation of having the thing that created such a big to-do. And so people don't recognize that, and that is true with lots of things that people get addicted to, just with spending money in general. And then there's also the group aspect, right? Because Mm -hmm. we have an animal desire to belong to the pack or to to operate within the group. And some of that shapes where we are as humans, and some of it is from the animal side. And so if you think about marketing, if you think about like these, like they'll get people together in a group, a group of ladies together to shop, right? Or, um, you know, (laughs) then, um, and especially if they have alcohol involved Mm -hmm. or something like that, that kind of makes them a little more pliable. And then, and then they end up spending more money. And so there's the, there's the rush fact. And then there's the, so the reward piece, then there's also the, that group think or that social aspect. 
And then another piece of the group think that that comes from that, from wanting to be part of the pack for the sake of survival, is the idea that certain things are taboo. Right. And so right. talking about money becomes a taboo. Yes. Yes. And um, so if instead people talk more openly about money, people will talk about all kinds of weird medical problems that they have, but they won't yes, talk they about their personal finances, <laughs> which is yes. uh, kind of bewildering to yes. me. Yes. It's so true. So, and it probably goes back to, you know, as when you're a little kid, especially if it was you heard a lot, you know, we can't afford that, we can't do this. So mm-hmm. money just really wasn't talked about, even if it was, you know, in the sense of, yeah, we can't afford it and explaining why and explaining what a budget is and all mm-hmm. of those that doesn't usually happen it's just we can't afford that and then that's the end of the discussion so you never really yeah. you never really discuss what that means no you don't and so one of the really good ways to overcome those behaviors if you're not really good at looking at your own behaviors and looking at what my, what you might be guilty of is to find an accountability partner that you promise not to kill and not to get angry at <laughs> who can call you out and you can call them out and the two of you can talk about your finances yeah. and you can you'd be like you're the rat pushing the probe right Mm -hmm. or in and that same thing is true with any any kind of addiction or anything that's fueled by the the animal brain um is to have an accountability partner or someone who can call you out or someone you can call when you have you know hey i'm feeling like this and i'm just wondering if and so that can help you with figuring out how to budget with paying down debt with um not overspending and and so when we go back to the brain's reward system, the thing to remember is we're looking for that quick fix. Right, right. And we have a tendency to seek out the quick fix instead of looking at a, at a greater reward in the long term. Mm-hmm. We're not wired to do that. Our human brain has to turn on and has to take action in order for us to do that. So for people that are having trouble paying down debt, there's a reason why, right? They want a quick fix. They want a short-term reward. They don't want a long-term reward. And um, going and, and spending money on something is going to give them a quicker fix yeah. than trying to pay down that debt over a longer time, especially when they have a certain amount and they see that it might take them over a year to pay down that debt, right? Right. right. And so and sometimes longer. So the, yeah. so the brain's reward system is a very powerful thing. And it drives so many of these behaviors, but that human aspect has to come in and then it really helps to have accountability or goals or something written down that you're working towards so you can visualize those things. That way you're not giving in to those short-term desires. Right, right. And it takes, you know, it takes work. Anytime you want to make a behavioral change, it takes work. There is no quick fix to this. I think, and when we were um, kind of chatting back and forth about the show today, and you made this really great comment about, you know, the instant gratification and the quick fix um, with like finances, like bankruptcy is like your magic pill. Yeah. And that's not, it's a pretty painful thing to do. Yeah, it's going to, you know, it'll wipe some things out and it'll work in that respect, but it's a painful thing to do just like with anything else. If you're going for the quick fix the long-term result is not necessarily what you're after what you're going to come out with yeah and and that and that can hurt people in a lot of sides so sometimes people want a quick fix like they want to win the lottery Mm -hmm. right so they'll they'll come to me and they're like i've got uh twenty thousand dollars and i need to retire in uh 10 years and i need two million to retire right (laughs) well i realize that you just gave me a 10-year time horizon and that might seem like a lot to you but if i could turn twenty thousand into Two million in ten years. I I wouldn't work here. I would actually, <laughs> I would be living like you know 
yes. in the Bahamas. Yes, fishing yes. Just because I could. Right? <laughs> so um, I wouldn't wear makeup the or Bahamas suits. Or, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't wear makeup or suits or have a car. I would just <laughs> just you become a bum. I would just be chilling. Yeah, but a rich one, a really, really with rich a, bum with a great lifestyle. Exactly. So that's what I, you know, that's what I would do. If I could do that for you, I would do it for myself. And so you see that desire for this quick fix driving investment behaviors maybe it's like the bitcoin mania people see it going up they're like oh i want that Mm -hmm. maybe they spend a lot of money buying lottery tickets um but then you also see the quick fix behavior in paying things off they don't want to do the long-term work to get it done um i think that you know bankruptcy when we talk about that in terms of a pill um definitely there are times where it's a very appropriate pill right you know so i ran across a lady i was when i was working um my, my old job i was going out to support a 401k plan and she was in the company's 401k plan and she said, hey, I need help with my 401k. And while you're here, I have these questions about personal finance. And so she had told me that um, she had an older son who had um, who was on her insurance and he, um, I think he suffered from some hypochondria. And so he would go to the hospital a lot and mm-hmm. he would go to the emergency room specifically. So he, she had amassed medical bills over like 50 grand. And she made less than 40 grand a year. Oh my gosh. And so by the time she paid for her housing expenses and all this other stuff, right? And so I'm not a bankruptcy counselor, but what I told her is I said, look, I think that it's a good thing for you to to look into because at this point, the the amount of medical debt that you've amassed, um, it would be faster Mm -hmm. for you to go through this process Mm -hmm. with bankruptcy and more reasonable than for you to actually try to pay off all of that debt. It was just, it was a difficult situation for her to be in. And sometimes people think that's like the, the end of all things for them, but it's really, mm-hmm. it's not. And right. it's something they can get through. But there are lots of people who can take steps just to make their finances better and they can get out of debt without that pill. And so it's like, it's just like with nutrition, you're a right. nutritionist, yeah. right? Um, or with physical fitness. Mm-hmm. There are times when maybe um, surgery, or medication might be necessary. Absolutely. But there yeah. are lots of times when you could make yourself better with something less invasive, mm-hmm. like just changing your dietary habits or changing the way, you know, going and working out more. And the same can be said for finances. And so when we're looking at that, you've got to realize that everything takes time, everything takes some discipline, some diligence, and then um, and then go from there. Yeah, absolutely. That's such an important part of it and that there is a lot of personal responsibility around it. Now, you know, we are very inundated with like mm-hmm. we've been discussing the marketing and, you know, this and that and, you know, the Hot Wheels, you know, picture, which I love oh, <laughs> the Hot Wheels was yeah. going to be so amazing. You're going to be doing all these tricks. It's going to be awesome and doing skid outs and all this stuff. And then you get it and you're like, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> now you can kind of go up and down the driveway. <laughs> you can strange. run it into the wall. You can run it into the wall. Yeah. You might get in trouble with your mom, but you could yeah. totally do that. So it just isn't what it isn't what you think it's going to be. And the personal responsibility aspect comes from learning the behavior patterns that are Mm -hmm. incorrect and making the conscious decision to change those patterns. It's the same thing with with nutrition. There's there's behaviors and thought patterns that are not appropriate for that person and the goals that they have for themselves. Right. But it's not so, you know, if someone comes to me and they're like, well, I want to, you know, lose 40 pounds by the end of next month. Well, that's, you know, like kind of like you said, well, if, if we could do that, then we would not have our job. 
problems because mm-hmm. we, you know, we'd be on a beach somewhere because that problem would be solved. And it's just, not, it's just not possible. There's, there's so much more to the process and taking on that personal responsibility and not thinking about it as a chore and some awful thing, but realizing that it's actually very empowering because now you can take care of yourself. You can do this for yourself. You have the understanding as opposed to it being this horrible, frustrating thing that you have to go through. It really, at the end of the day, is going to be very empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it is, especially when people see that they can manage it. But they have to they have to manage it in small steps. I don't know if you've yes. ever seen What About Bob. That's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. movies. It's a like great movie. I love Bill Murray. Baby steps out the door. <laughs> baby steps down the stairs. Right. So that's yes. a little bit what building a budget and building savings and yeah. paying off debt. It's it's baby steps, and it takes a little while, but in the end, it works. Yeah, yeah. And the baby steps are really important because. Each step along the way, you understand more and more. You know, if you're trying to go from A to Z and you're you're missing out on the journey too, and mm-hmm. the journey is such a great part of the process, actually, if you allow it to be, because there's so much learning and so much growth in that process. So if you jump from A to Z, you're not you're not getting anything of substance that's going to be a foundation for you to move forward on, yeah. because basically somebody else did the work. So when you do the work and you now have that foundation to step out on into whatever your goals are, it's a totally different world. It's just so much more empowering yeah it yeah. is it yeah is, it really is it's just yeah it's just a very cool thing so i i think um talking a little bit about time and goal setting so when people are setting goals you know and they have this big you know i want to lose the 40 pounds or i want mm-hmm. to i want you know two million dollars in 10 years when i only have twenty thousand dollars how do you walk people through the process of setting appropriate goals and taking those little baby steps like what about bob yeah so so first i ask them what they want to achieve yeah. right and we talk about it we talk about why they want to achieve those goals why they are their goals why those dollar amounts how did how did they arrive at those? Yeah, yeah. And then we look at the different ways that can be accomplished, right? So if someone is spending well beyond what they're earning, mm-hmm. then we have to take a step back and say, well, you're not going to reach this goal because you're not budgeting, right? Your right. your expenses cannot exceed your income right. month after month after month. If that's the case, then in order to reach this goal, you're going to have to take this step where you either increase your income or you decrease your expenses. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll run across people and they'll say, well, I don't want to fire the yard guy or I you know right yes um, yeah. yes my adult child can't mow the lawn the adult child is still living at home right and that and when I hear those things I'm like well you know then you have to make this other trade-off we yeah. gotta find somewhere where you can reduce your expenses or you have to go make more income so when we're going through those things we, we address the goals we address the ways to get there what the trade-offs are going to be we talk about alternatives if we can't reach a goal then maybe we can reach this other this alternative or maybe we can find some middle ground somewhere mm-hmm. what's going to have to be given up or what do we have to do to to reach this other thing and then we put a plan and process and we'll come back and just look at it periodically and and I'll, i you know if it's someone who hates technology then um we do <laughs> most of it in person but if it's someone who likes technology then i have a portal where i can upload what their next goal will be what their next step is and i can mark those things off as we get through them yeah yeah that's so great i mean the goal setting part and what is your why you know why are you trying to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish why did you put that you know value out there that you're trying to reach you know Mm -hmm. what is the why because the why can really take people into that goal and if they have a really good why when you start those baby steps and you're always like this is your why this is what we're aiming towards this is this this is the path you know the little baby step journey that we're taking is to get to that 
that why. Yeah. And so when they can create that for themselves and understand that that's where they're going and it's going to take these steps, usually the outcome can be a whole lot better. But yeah. if they don't really know why, they don't have any personal investment in it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I totally get that. So we're going to come right back here in a minute and actually talk a little bit about personal investments. So see you in a bit. This oh, thank you, Marie. Topic with Prime Lending, and you're listening to VinylDraftRadio.com. This is. Hey, it's Adam Smasher for Clear Lake today. Look, when I'm looking to find a business, a service, or a place to eat in the Clear Lake and Bay Area, first place I look: ClearLakeToday.com. All the info I need can be found easily on ClearLakeToday.com. If you're looking to find a business, you need to check ClearLakeToday.com first. If you own a business in the Clear Lake area, you need to make sure your business information is on ClearLakeToday.com. To make sure your business news, coupons, videos, and more can be found on clearlaketoday.com. Contact Doug Meisinger by emailing Doug at clearlaketoday.com. Do you ever wonder how every insurance company seems to boast about having the best rate for you? With so many companies, how is it possible that they can all have the best rate? Well, the reality is they're all telling the truth. Kind of. You see, each insurance company has a different set of target customers that they're looking for, so each company will have the best rate for someone. The challenge is finding the one that likes you the most. Perfect Policy evaluates you through more companies than any other insurance agent, and that's how they find the best policy for you. It just makes sense. More options means better value. Contact Perfect Policy today. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. Good morning and welcome back to Thrive Life Radio. I am Chavri Spire Wealth and we have been having a great conversation about human behavior, talking about goal setting and what drives that. Um, something I would love to talk about is making healthy choices and setting a budget and the stress around not doing that. Yeah, okay, the stress around not doing it. So one of the big problems for people and when we go back to this fight or flight thing yes. right is that um it, the there's there's the reward system and then fight or flight comes in when people start avoiding mm. their finances mm. so the two things you should never ignore are your finances and your health yeah and yet people have a tendency to ignore or avoid information about their finances when they know that things are getting really bad yeah and so they will stop checking the mail or they'll stop logging in right mm-hmm. like, you know you always see the um jokes on you know on social media about like oh i you know quit looking at my bank account <laughs> hope yes. there's something still in there right so yeah. um so so people have a tendency to avoid information and that's part of that fight or flight response it, on the other hand you have people that are able to dig themselves out very quickly and that fight response in triggers something in them that helps them to to be resilient and to work towards that goal yeah. it helps them to think through it and so that's kind of that healthy level of stress that yes. we sometimes get when it comes to anything in our life that helps us just to operate a little bit more efficiently and so 
And so the fight or flight response can cause avoidance, which leads to a lot more stress mm-hmm. because then it just becomes a much, much bigger problem. Yes. Or there's the fight response that helps us to learn to dig it to dig back out. Yeah, and I think that's a, such an important distinction is that we a lot of times talk about stress as, and that it's all bad, mm-hmm. but stress can actually be really good because it can propel you to that next level and taking that next step. So there is definitely good things about stress and the fight or flight response is very necessary. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it helps us do all kinds of things, yeah. but it's when it gets out of hand and especially in that avoidance with people do that with their health too. They, you know, not feeling well or, you know, they're starting to gain weight and they'd rather just not think about it because the idea of making the changes is so overwhelming because they don't know where to start and there's lots of conflicting information out there with health and with finances a lot of conflicting information and people are just kind of like what do I do? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's really difficult for people is the conflicting information, but also the amount of bad information that's out yes. there or the way that people will sometimes try to paint everybody with the same brush. Yes. And you absolutely can't do that because everyone's situation is completely different. So I always say people are the experts of their own financial yes. situation, right? They are the yes. experts on that. I'm the expert on on what needs to be corrected when they you know how to reach the goals that they have, and so the um, so when people are looking at information, to give you an example, there's way too much of it out there. I had posted a thing online, and then a friend of mine posted a link and said, "Well, this guy says you should do this," and it was just kind of a generic uh, you know news outlet mm-hmm. and like a Yahoo Finance type news outlet where they get feeds in from a lot of different news right, sources. Right. And when I read the guy's bio at the bottom, it turned out he was a retired engineer with a hobby gardening, right? And so that's cool. That's great. And he may, may have been a wonderful engineer, but it doesn't mean that he was qualified right. to then write this article on personal finances yes. that people are going to you know, take to heart and they're, they're going to seek that out. They're going to read it. They see, because this person's published, they mm-hmm. see this person as an expert yeah. and the guy's giving really awful information. Yeah. And so, um, so it's important to realize when you feel overwhelmed because there's information coming at you from all sides, you can just stop, take a deep breath, and then just go find somebody to help you. Absolutely. And the other problem is people tend not to seek out help until mm-hmm. after they're already in trouble. Yes. And it doesn't seem that fun. Like I always joke that people don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'd love to go like buy a fund today. Right? You know, <laughs> so I would I would love to figure out how to pay off my credit card debt. That sounds like something phenomenal to Wait, do people with don't, my people day. People don't do that nope. in the morning when they get? They don't. I must be an anomaly. No, just kidding. You know what, you know what I want to do? today i i would like to calculate my income on a monthly basis and calculate my expenses and balance my personal budget gosh can we make a spreadsheet great we could have a party and then do it yeah that would be amazing we could do spreadsheets yeah i keep mine on a spreadsheet thanks (laughs) so um (laughs) spreadsheets can be very very helpful (laughs) i just don't know people who wake up in the morning and get really jazzed about making a spreadsheet they especially don't. about personal finance they don't yeah because and especially when you start looking at that and you put it into a spreadsheet and 
and you have to look at what the numbers tell you and really digest that information. Yeah. It, you can maybe for some people, I'm sure that's like, oh, this is great, everything's fantastic. But I think for a lot of people, going back to the avoidance thing, it's such a painful thing to see, and then they get to the overwhelm. They don't know what to do about it, so it's better just like delete the spreadsheet and just keep going on with your day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For people, it's so much easier to do that and to paint this rosy picture. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, they're keeping up with the Joneses and you know spending themselves into debt, and so. Right that is really hard for people and people so people tend not to seek out help until after they they're already in a pickle yeah 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 Yeah. that's a really common thing i think across the board and i think part of it is like a kind of a cultural thing where we see that stuff as weakness yeah you know so it's like if we if we admit that we're going through something that's not perfect or you know whether it's our health or finances or you know emotionally or something in a relationship that now we're a weak person there's something wrong with us because we don't have everything together it's like well (laughs) no one has everything together 100 percent of the time at least nobody i've ever met you can certainly paint that picture to the world and with you know the the awesomeness of you know Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, you can definitely look like you have everything together. But there really is, there's so much more power, again, going back to empowerment, power in saying, look, this is not, this is an area of my life that's not working and I need to get it fixed and I'm gonna find someone who can help me with yeah. it. Yeah, so it's really important to remove the taboo. Yes. Um, consider getting together a group of people and ask them what are the fine you know if you've got friends if you don't want to go sit down with an advisor find friends yeah what are you going through what do you want to what do you want to accomplish and then just commit to doing the basics of personal finance the basics of personal finance and you cannot pay off debt and you and you will not be able to accumulate investments unless first and foremost you can budget Mm -hmm. okay because if you're expenses are exceeding your income every single month, the only thing you're doing is amassing debt, right? If, you're, right. if your income less your expenses is a negative number, where does it come from? Right. It comes from your savings or yes, from exactly. credit cards, Yes, exactly, it's gonna right? come from somewhere. It comes yep. from somewhere. So the first thing you have to do is budget. The second thing you have to do is save, right? Yes. And so if you can't save, you also are not going to pay off debt. So mm-hmm. like giving you an illustration. Let's say that someone has four credit cards and those four credit cards are carrying balances and they get a 0% balance transfer offer in the mail and they think, well, that's a good idea because I've got 20% on this card and I could pay less in interest and pay these others off if I just moved that one over here to the 0%. Mm-hmm. That's all great, but if you've got no savings and let's say you own your house and your AC goes out and suddenly you've got to pay for a new AC, what's going to happen? Right, it's going on a credit card. Now you've got five credit cards instead of four. Yes. Right? Because that other one is probably not going to go away. It's Mm -hmm. not going to get canceled. It's going to stay open. Oh, it has a zero balance. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or people will say to me, well, I don't want to save up right now because I want to pay down my credit cards. And then they'll make really great progress towards paying down their credit cards. Mm -hmm. Still no savings. And then all of a sudden yes. the credit cards have balances again. Yeah. And so people always say, well, that's really counterintuitive to pay, you know, to, to not save and, and, or sorry, to be saving, but then paying all this interest, this high interest rate mm-hmm. on this debt. Right, 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 yeah. Most people would say, well, the interest rate's high. Why would I put money over here when I, I, I don't yeah. wanna pay the interest? It's because if, it's because if you successfully pay off that debt without having savings, you're an anomaly. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. So the the only way that's going to get done is if you have the savings set aside. Because if you don't have the savings set aside, as soon as something expensive comes up, then you're going to end up using the credit cards. Right. And so just before start, people, you don't have to have six months saved up. Right. I know that's like the big number. Okay. Yeah. 
that's a goal to strive for down the road, mm-hmm. but let's get the basics out of the way first. And so really what I usually recommend to people um, before they start trying to pay down their credit card debt is have enough to sa- saved up to pay um, for at least one large expense or like to that's pay- That's a good idea. For, yeah. To cover deductibles mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. And so that way, if something bad does happen, then at least you've got your deductibles covered right. or you've got that large expense. Right. Then start paying down those credit cards. If a big expense comes along, and depletes your savings, you put the credit card debt back on minimum payment for a little while, you don't use the credit cards, you're balancing your budget, you build, build back, back up, up that savings, and then you resume play on the credit card debt. And so um, so if, if you can find a group of people that where you can work on those things together, mm-hmm. take away the taboo, hold each other accountable, then once you're done with that, then you're ready to move on to the rest, right? You, right. You're, if you're not doing those things, you're going to take loans from your 401k, right. which is not something you should ever do. Right. right. If you don't have those things and then you start investing in Bitcoin, then, um, you know, or you start buying a stock that you heard about at the mm-hmm. water cooler. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- then that's gambling. All right. right. That's go. If you really need to do that, then set a goal for yourself. And once you achieve that goal, then set aside some money and go to Vegas or Lake Charles. Right. Don't <laughs> go for it. Just I'm go advocating gambling. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, so set goals for yourself. So if you find that you're a big spender, mm-hmm. then reward, you know, maybe shopping, then reward yourself for achieving these other goals by setting some money aside. Or I'll explain to people if they have, um, you know, let's say that they have a, um, everything just went quiet, so I don't know what happened, but I guess we're Are okay. Are we good? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I always tell people if they have a job where they get a, where they get a bonus, mm-hmm. they're like, well, if I, can I take this bonus and put it all in savings and then pay down all these credit cards? And I'll say, yes, but when do you get your next bonus? How much are you giving up between now and then? Okay, so maybe take this percentage of your bonus, have a nice weekend with the family, mm-hmm. go treat yourself to something, you worked for that, and then put the rest towards this longer term goal. Because if it's no fun, right, and you're missing out, yeah. then you're not gonna be likely to be successful over the long term. So I always, it's kind of like Dorsey's cheesecake thing. Yeah, I think, yes, right? yes, exactly yeah. like Dorsey's cheesecake. It's like, do all these other great things, but make sure you get some cheesecake in there or some yeah. chocolate. Yeah. So, you know, so there is some fun in the whole process. And I yeah. think that is such a good point to make because a large part of not wanting to go through the process of the budget and the paying down mm-hmm. things and the saving and all that is the feeling of deprivation. Yeah. So like you're gonna be deprived of getting to, you know, go out to dinner or stop and get a cup of coffee yeah. and, you know, with a friend or something like that. And the deprivation side also stops people in their tracks from doing it. It does. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to totally deprive yourself because that's no fun. And yeah. we are a little bit animals, right? So, yeah. We um, like to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you want to, you want to treat yourself. So it's good to set goals and then to reward yourself for reaching those goals. Maybe you get to go spend a certain amount, you know, shopping, maybe you get new shoes, maybe the family goes out to dinner Maybe you and your partner go for a weekend, um, you know, to the right. whole country or something. Right. It, but set goals and reward yourself periodically as you reach those goals. Yeah. And so maybe you find that you have a couple of months of like successful budgeting and savings, and you reach the point where you've got your savings, you know, ready to go, and you're ready to start paying down that credit card debt. Maybe it's okay for you to step away and go reward yourself. 
and then come back to it and start paying on that credit card. Absolutely. Debt, right? I think that's I think that's a great point too because, you know, even getting to that point where you have the savings when you're ready to start paying stuff off, that's a big step. It that's is. a big deal. And, you know, look at it as a big deal. Like you just accomplished something that you, you know, set a goal for and you have worked really hard for it. So it's okay to reward yourself and yeah. to enjoy the fact that you did this. Yeah, you're training yeah. you're training your your brain. You're yeah. you're causing your neurons to make new connections you're not this is not just like i decided to do this you're changing the way that you think when you go through these steps and when you commit to it that's huge yes it's not something mystic it's not something (laughs) right it's there's no woo woo about it there's no woo woo about it it's science and you're doing that and so when you when you accomplish that you really should reward yourself with something yes and um, and make it all worthwhile yeah and remind your brain you know as you go through the process of making those changes into these new behavior patterns that yeah you get to reward your brain for something that is a healthy pattern of behavior Mm -hmm. which is you know doing setting those goals and reaching those goals and accomplishing those things and you're setting it based on that and it's not the instant constant instant gratification of you know going out and spending money or doing this or that it's like you set a long-term goal even if it was just for a couple of months and you reward yourself when you hit that goal instead of just you know mindlessly rewarding yourself all of the time so that you can feel better yeah 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 absolutely yeah i think that's such an important part of the whole part and you can use this you know across the board in any area of your life you know even on on the nutrition side people do get very stressed out and overwhelmed about making changes. And there's a lot of information out there and all yeah. of these different diets and everybody says something different. Oh, you should do this diet and you should do this diet yes. and use this, these supplements because it changed my life. And that's all fantastic. And absolutely works for people but again like not painting you know everybody with the same brush everybody is so very vastly different and so having those longer term goals that are individualized for you Mm -hmm. in your situation makes the outcome so much more personal yeah and it will um change those those patterns of behavior and those thought patterns and have your long-term goals of where you want to be in your life have a good outcome. And Tegan just gave us the notice that we've got like less than three minutes. So I do want to just say one time, once real fast too, is that the way that you can ingrain the right behaviors in your children is to teach them to be goals oriented. Yes. So you can set a point system or a reward system for them with chores or with activity or with grades and help them work towards accumulating allowances using those things and then let them go spend that money on getting gifts because if you're constantly gifting them things to appease them Mm -hmm. or then you're you're just enforcing, reinforcing the bad behaviors and they grow up to be adults who then reward themselves in the same way yeah and so interesting yep. yes and so you can teach them good study habits you can teach them this goal setting system with those things that way when they get to college or they go out in the world on their own maybe then then they learn like okay when i finish finals and i pass all my classes then i can go reward myself right right <laughs> um and yes. so it you can you can teach kids these same things just with a basic allowance system yeah. or creating a point system and you can there are apps to help you track that that are free you can just use a dry erase board or the side of the refrigerator 
There are lots of ways to do it, but reinforcing that in your kids now is going to help them in the long run. Yes, yes. And we're going to get into this more next month, but if we could just touch a little bit briefly on emotions around investing. People get very scared of investing or they're like hopping into the water cooler suggestion or the biggest craze that's going on. We're going to really dive into this topic because there's confusion and people don't know what to do. And so they're not reaching out for help and they're just kind of trying to do it on their own. And on the post that you wrote, you talk a lot about a client who went and did this on their own and then ended up coming back. And it's because they know their situation, but they don't know how to make the corrections yep. You know, to attain a, a different outcome. Yeah, and not understanding investments very much has to do with how our body does, the, how, how our body um, reacts to that fight or flight mechanism. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe people avoid investments because they don't understand them, or, uh, or, or maybe they're just averse to them altogether. Yeah. And in the end, it all comes down to a lack of understanding. Yes. And um, so we definitely will dive into that next Yes, month. we're gonna dive into understanding of investments next month. So the beginning of the year, I think, is a great time to do that. Erica, thank you so much for joining me thank today. You. This has been a fantastic show. Lots of great information. I will see you next week, week on Thrive Life Radio. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, or Thanks. Merry Holidays. Merry Holidays. <laughs>